0: Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0-1 to grams of net carbs, 5-11 to grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving made with natural ingredients hero bread supports gut health promotes weight management and helps maintain blood sugar
1: hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls head to hero.co to shop today hello and welcome to our post daily news update for friday december the 10th i am john pollock joined as always by Wei Ting, and a very special guest. You know him from the British Wrestling Experience and Grapple Spotlight. Benno is here with
2: us. Hello, Benno. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. Rocking my post hat. Proud to uh, to be part of the brand. You know, it feels like a call-up from uh, NXT UK, this, to uh, to main roster. And yeah, Maybe I should shave the beard if that's what we're going for. But no. Oh, up yeah. To here. Yeah, maybe Wei <laughs> can update
1: your name. Maybe we'll <laughs> give him... um what What is... Uh, what you, is a, a ridiculous you, name that we well, can uh trademark
0: i mean we can't even take away a last name you simply go by benno so you're already a
1: fit
2: see when i did wrestle my name was easy Annie benson so you can't get worse than that so yeah <laughs> it <went> all right
1: <laughs> Well, I thought no better person to have on going into this weekend because I think a lot of attention will be on uh, Ring of Honor, which we will get to in a couple of minutes. But uh, a couple of news items to go over first and just to kind of put a a bow on things with uh, the Jeff Hardy release. I just want to ask you, Benno, just uh, some of your overall thoughts and uh, one one detail to add to that that was in today's uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter is that there is a 90 day no compete clause for Jeff Hardy. So. You know obviously this is a this is a very uh, sad story involving Jeff mm-hmm. Hardy, but what what was kind of your your thinking on this release and and where Jeff Hardy goes from now? He's he's forty four years old, and I really don't doubt that there is going to be demand from outside companies to use Jeff Hardy.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, all in all, it's a sad story, and obviously it's reoccurred over time, which will happen, you know, with addiction and and issues like this. I think with with Jeff, it's, you know, it's kind of been something that's been part of his character as well. Obviously, them using it as part of, you know, storylines as recently as this year. That doesn't sit well, but, you know, part of addiction also is, you know, accepting or not accepting help, you know, depending on your state of mind at the time. And if he's not accepted help, I can, you know, in some ways understand, you know, WWE cutting ties with him. Just mainly just hope yeah, he's, um, you know, gets himself together and, you know, can recover as he has in the past. Um, As far as future goes, I think, you know, you, the obvious speculation is to team back up with Matt at some point. I think, I'd much rather see a reformed Hardy boys in in AW than whatever Matt Hardy is doing. But I think that's going to be some time down the line. And there's going to have to be some kind of rehab and recovery period before I suppose we can even get into that conversation, really.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of where I am as well, way. It's like not so much looking at his his wrestling future. It's looking at his mm. his personal future.
0: Oh, completely. Yeah. You know, we, we kind of spoke about it yesterday when the news just broke, but, um, I think everybody, longtime wrestling fans have kind of been through this before. And, you know, especially at this age with the family that he has, um, we've, we, we love seeing him do well on screen, but I think it's more important for all of us to know that he's doing well off screen. And if it means mm-hmm. it no longer being a part of the business, um, I, I, I think we, we'd all, it'd be unfortunate, but we'd absolutely accept it.
1: Well, we will uh, obviously continue to monitor that story let 's get into the uh, the aew dynamite numbers from Wednesday night. They did eight hundred and seventy two thousand viewers four hundred and twenty six thousand in the eighteen to forty nine demo so showing uh, a small increase over the the prior week, uh, finishing fifth on cable. Uh, there were a pair of nBA games going on, one of which was head to head with with dynamite and I mean, this was the show largely built around MJF's homecoming and kicking off with, with Punk and MJF once again. Uh, Benno, what would you uh, kind of assess kind of your thoughts on the momentum of Dynamite at the moment? And since they have come off, you know, some, some lower numbers, more so on the Rampage side that, than Dynamite. But how would hmm. you kind of assess sort of like the, uh, the overall trajectory of the show as they're closing out the year?
2: Yeah, that's the thing. My my take on it has been, you know, don't panic. There's the West Coast issue, obviously, you know, that's a that's a big factor. Um, you know, generally speaking, the demo is still within the range of, you know, what would be a good number um, for their position on TNT. But you know, Overy can't help but look at, you know, their overall number and just kind of think, hmm, I wonder what's going on there, even with the West Coast factored in. You know, last week especially, you know, it felt like there was a bit of a downward swing happening, and it was hard to kind of, you know, even with the new normal as Brandon has talked about. You know, last week was particularly low. This week, it's good to see it bounce back a little bit, but yeah, it does seem like yeah, interest is down a little bit. I mean, it, you can't help but look at those rampage numbers as it settles into to being a B show and be a little bit, you know, kind of concerned about that. Um, like I say, I'm sure Tony Khan's not panicking. I think overall, the product has been. Good, you know, there are for me, there are still compelling storylines happening, there are still reasons to tune in. I think the strength of that pumpkin MJF first half hour really shows um, you know, that there is, you know, interest in at least some of the stories going on in AEW right now. And yeah, it just feels like a bit of a storm they've got to rise with no obvious answer really for exactly why we are in this eight hundred to nine hundred thousand range as a, as an overall uh, viewership mm-hmm um on that note they were they were equal with raw
1: in males 18 yep. to 49 so that was an interesting stat this was uh not a great week uh for raw um and that will uh take us into rampage that we will discuss the uh the lineup for a little later on but Wade, do you sense like a bit uh, like next week are you do you have high expectations for the danielson hangman page match just in terms of of attracting an audience above what these kind of three weeks have been? Or do you think that this we should maybe measure expectations? I, I really do
0: think like with a major promoted show and really like a pay-per-view level main event in Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson. I think if if we don't see at least – Oh man, some somewhere in the nine hundred range. Um, I think it would be a disappointment. You know, winter is coming at this point. Is is very, I would say a bit of a brand name show for for the company, and to me, this is you know at least as part of this drought, the first time that they've really promoted something with a uh, some name value attached to it. So, I I think anything less than nine hundred thousand to me would be a disappointment.
1: Uh, Sean Rossap at Fightful Select noted that. Johnny Gargano is officially a free agent. He had signed that one week extension, uh, which is now up and I mean many many headlines you can go with from Gargano Escape to Johnny Gargan oh but seen <laughs> those Benno oh, have, have, have I not even been able to tap into anything original here unfortunate uh, Benno what what do you look at for the future of Johnny Gargano with the knowledge that you know he he Uh, Candice LeRae is set to give birth in a couple of months. Uh, Do you expect uh, an immediate landing spot? And do you peg a ultimate return to WWE in the likelihood category?
2: Yeah, I don't know why, but I've just got a feeling he he stays within the WWE system. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly, he's gone as far as I'm concerned. I think AEW have already set things up for him for a perfect landing spot. Gargano, if if AEW wasn't so busy with so many new sign-ins recently and you know, so much going on. I think that they'd have more of an appetite for him. I think there'd probably at least be some interest there. But there's just something about Johnny Gargano that just feels like he's a he's a bit of a WWE lifer. And, you know, whether it's continuing to do something NXT 2.0, I can't really see main roster... You know, having much of an appetite for a wrestler of his size, unless he goes down the you know the uh, the alleged Adam Cole route of of being a manager or something. But just something about him feels like it's not going to be the time for him to 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 jump to AEW. I just don't see that move happening right now. Whereas, like I say, with with Kyle O'Reilly, it just feels more of a, a natural fit right now. But that could just be my bias. I'm not a huge Johnny Gargano fan. He's not someone I'm desperate to see in AEW because of some of his NXT output. But yeah, I've just got a strange feeling about that one.
1: What are the, what are the hands telling Johnny right now (laughs) way? Uh,
0: uh, I I love to have an interview with the hands so uh, we can maybe find out, you know, I, 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 the thing is though, Benno, like if he is ultimately going to stick with the WWE, why would he not sign right now? You know, do you see the WWE getting him any better of an offer with a few, several months delay? You know, he could Mm. be collecting a paycheck right now, staying active up until the birth of his child. Um, Something tells me he's he's at least going to, you know, not just field offers, but really try his hand in, in, in other promotions, if not AEW.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I mean, it's like he's free to go wherever he wants now. I mean, it could be quick. It could be prolonged. I mean, you know, it's it's just mentally what, what does he want at the moment? It would seem that he is going to have going to have options. And that's that's something as we look at Benno with this in incredible list of free agents that are out there not all of them are going to have these options but i i would think that a gargano and kyle o'reilly um th- they would be at the top of my list if, if i was an aw of looking at not just the talent involved but i think it's also kind of a statement at the end of this whole mm. battle back and forth like that is really something that you have all the key Pieces on the board of your opposition that are have now come over. Like it is a very clear sea change of the NXT yeah. that went into this battle and the NXT in the aftermath.
2: That is a key point. I think if you're somebody who was invested in, you know, black and gold NXT and saw it as the genuine future of wrestling. My God, do you feel silly now for putting all that investment in? Because it kind of has, has not came to much. And if you are AW, yeah, do you want to bring those people over? Do you want to, you know, babyface yourself and be the company that, that you know keeps kind of that legacy going and wins that war? And also, you know, we're not talking hundreds of thousands, millions of people, but wins some of those NXT diehards over. So maybe, yeah, you know, and it could be a case of you know, if Gallano you know, baby on the way could take his time, see how things are looking in in the new year, and maybe you know, things clear up for AEW as well, where it's like, oh, actually, there is a, a clear pathway for him and there is a bit more, you know, maybe February, March time, maybe that's a good time to to bring some of the like Gargano in. Uh, we'll also uh, throw it out to the the chat room. If you want to throw in your super
1: chats, we will take those before the end of the show. Uh, but we're going to move on now to Ring of Honor, which was one of the uh, the key reasons we want to have Benno on. We're going into Final Battle Weekend and uh, it's it's been the... The battle to get to this card that was dealt a blow (laughs) on Thursday with the loss of Bandito, their ROH champion, uh, who had a positive COVID test. Now, he had had COVID in the past, so uh, had a positive test this week, cannot go to the show. And as of this recording, they have not announced any updates uh, for that match where he was set to defend against jonathan gresham uh benno as you look at this show i don't know if there's any one match that people are necessarily buying this show for i think a lot of it are what is this show going to be because it's it feels like the public is treating it as this goodbye which is tricky for roh which is not technically making this a farewell show although they are marketing it as end of an era Mm. but it's almost like well this is goodbye but hey we're coming back next year so we're not done it's a very difficult show to navigate and to book do you go just in the full direction of this is the end and maximum drama or do you couple it with hey we've got a book accordingly of who's coming back and where we're going to be by april of next year it's it's a very odd show that i think does have Mm. that that nostalgic interest Uh, of this being a a noteworthy show that people do want to watch live.
2: Definitely, yeah. And I think, you know, it's like the official line is, you know, Ring of Honor is going to come back, you know, WrestleMania weekend, Supercard of Honor, well, all of the just the mood there, you know, you hear any interview with any of the and Exit and Ring of Honor talent or staff, and they do all sound like no, nope, this is really the end. It's almost like it's it's done with a bit of a, a wink. Um, this show. And it sounds
1: like this news was like a body blow to them.
2: Um yeah. that
1: just this really hit everybody. And and now you can kind of do like the autopsy on roh of like, how did we get to this place? Um, but it, hmm. it it's a tough show, like it's it's going to be I I think it's very a very tough show to to navigate and at the best you can just hope that some of this talent will be coming back mm. but this is going to be a completely different company no contracts and you know show to show like you don't know who's going to be coming back
2: No that's it it's going to be you know an indie that's basically what it's what it, it sounds like it's going to look like if it does come back but yeah i mean on the on this show like for me i would lean more into the you know the roh nostalgia i'd have special k on the show if it was me Had the uh, you know tony khan was on on busted open today kind of talking that he's going to lend his support to ring of honor we'll see see what that actually means i, I mean you know bandido being out says to me you need a you need a big main event can you get brian danielson can you get christopher daniels can you get loki i'd be i'd be reeling off all of this classic and ROH i would want to advertise thing. that ahead of time i would
1: not want that to be a surprise if i'm ring of honor that's true either.
2: yeah you want to get that word out maybe in the next uh next 24 hours or so but yeah i would have leaned more into that i think this just feels like a it's like a ring of honor card like a modern ring of honor card where they're getting everybody on the card there's a lot of matches there a lot of talent featured here but you know m- maybe it's a case of we'll get a bit of that nostalgia in you know segments and run-ins and that type of thing to really honor the you know the wealth of history that this promotion has got um but yeah right now it's just a, it's a bit of a weird show i think the interest is there i think just out of a novelty factor i think people are people are into this just the fact that it is potentially the, the final ring of honor show um but the the card itself i can't say is that particularly exciting
0: realistically who could you guys see filling that spot in the main event?
2: I mean, again, like you look
1: at, you know, the, the kind of uh, cryptic message there for, from Tony Khan. I mean, if he's willing, I I would imagine that your best case scenario would be kind of your, your mid tier, uh, AEW performer. I, I think expecting a punk or a Danielson is probably setting your expectations a little too high. Um, you know, t- to be honest, like from, from a storyline perspective, it makes a lot of sense that a Jay Lethal would come back and face Jonathan Gresham in that match. I think mm-hmm. that's probably realistically, guys, the, the best you could hope for unless you could, yeah. uh, re- you know, a, a Daniels, I, I'm sure like he just did the New Japan strong tapings last night. I, I don't think that would be out of the realm of a possibility, but I, I think you have to be realistic here of what um, what the most you could anticipate on short notice uh, with the help of an AEW.
0: Yeah. 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 I'm guessing Jay Lethal, like he seems like somebody who, I mean, you know, Brian Danielson, I I don't know if you want to have him lose any, you know, whoever is in this position will likely be losing to Jonathan Gresham. And and you probably don't want to do that ahead of winter is coming. Like to me, Jay Lethal seems like somebody who would be expendable. It's a, there's meaning behind the story and also meaning just simply behind him being a figure in ROH. So, and we'll also, of course, see what other appearances we may get from, you know, perhaps the likes of Punk and Danielson.
1: It could be a yeah. show that, if you just like fantasy booked it, Benno, like you could do a lot of cool things just with like video messages. and And I hope that there is that like nod to the past. Like I hope Gabe Sapolsky's name is mentioned on this broadcast at least mentioned. um, mm-hmm. lean into that history. that to me, has always been the greatest asset of Ring of Honor is its history. It's tape library. it's like that's such a huge nostalgic uh, part of this company that
2: I I think people want to see them lean into more of that on this show definitely yeah that's been a problem you know they've had that tape library for so long and they've never really properly monetized it and like you say never properly utilized that history they did have that show that was tentatively booked didn't they before the pandemic where it was going to be like a retro ROH featuring you know your John Walters types and people like that maybe we'll get some names like that um, over this show but yeah I, I do think you know it's kind of now or never for that if this was a company going forward that we were expecting more shows from you know Shane Taylor's making noise on social media about wanting to be in that title match maybe they'll go with you know somebody homegrown like that. But yeah, I would definitely like to see even if it is a Jay Lethal or or somebody at that level, um, those types of guys um turning up on the show this weekend. If if you could go back
1: to three years ago, because Final Battle of 2018, it was, you know, not not the same circumstances as this, but it was a major shift with the with the outgoing talent. AEW would be formed weeks later. And that was a critical crossroads for for Ring of Honor of what promotion are we going to be? All in is in the rear view. The b the bucks are gone. Cody is leaving, hangman's leaving, the SCU are gone. But like what do you see ROH like what could have been done with 2019 and specifically that Madison Square Garden show that I think that will be a period that is often looked back on as how roh navigated 2019 when the industry mm-hmm. greatly changed and roh's place in that landscape was was changing after their most successful year ever in 2018
2: yeah i think they, they kind of got squeezed out just by factor of yeah not i think it was that lack of ambition really and you know that you can understand you know the business decision behind you know we are a tv show you know that's made for you know by a network it's it is entirely just content for almost content's sake. We run a, you know, a, a moderate profit. You know, they never really wanted to step out of their lane. They never had, you know, matched the ambition of a Kenny or the books or what AEW ended up doing. And that worked for a time. But yeah, as we saw, AEW kind of stepped in and became, you know, the the alternative to WWE that, that Ring of Honor could have been with that extra bit of ambition and that extra push. And as AEW got bigger, it just kind of ROH really became it became to impact it became you know that level of company it became you know not quite you know, the the level of mlw but it kind of got lost in that mix of you know mid-tier promotions where you know what was the, the compelling reason to, to follow and watch and and feel like you were part of something with them and yeah they did really fall behind so it was kind of hard for them to really yeah establish any kind of identity these last couple of years and give you a reason you know to, t- to tune into them and give you a reason to to get behind them i don't think you know, as we, we, we can say that there are wrestlers there for, you know, a third, you know, major company, but is the fan interest, you know, AW is, has been galvanized as the big alternative to WWE. You know, could a third, you know, big company, if ROH made that push, you know, in these last couple of years, would the fans have supported it? And it just felt like it was too late for that to happen, really. I think they, the horse had bolted in there. Their, you know the possibility of them being something more than they were was that 2017 2018 period, and they they just didn't capitalize and I think this was inevitable to be honest whether it was this year after the pandemic or, or in the next couple of years
1: and that's the other thing way I think that the, the pandemic carries a lot of weight in this whole discussion that you could argue uh, of the North American companies that there, there was nobody taking more precautions than ROH but that came at a a literal cost a significant one for the company to undertake. They took care of everybody in the company, um, but, I mean, you had you had no sizable money coming in, on the other hand. And while their TV, I mean, they got through that, that period where their TV, I didn't think they suffered as much with the empty arenas, but I'll say watching now, it's a lot tougher watch when you're seeing all the other companies that have brought fans back and ROH are still doing these empty arenas. And I'm not going to criticize being, you know, extra cautious, but at, at the same time, like this pandemic, it's it's done a number on ROH, uh, which is unfortunate. Like they they took care of a lot of people when others did not to the same degree. Uh, but here they are at the end of it.
0: No, they should absolutely, absolutely number one be commended. Hopefully, you know, when we do the retrospectives of the NT Arena era, um, I hope Ring of Honor is, is commended for, I think, you know, how, how careful they've been throughout this whole thing, uh, more so than, I don't know, maybe any promotion in the world. Unfortunately, it came at a price, but more importantly than that, I mean, it's, it's the pandemic that I think ultimately has affected uh, Sinclair's business, you know, and in, involving many other sporting properties as well. Um, so, uh, ultimately, it comes down to that, you know, how much money is, is is not just your your company making, but also the the actual owners of the company. How how are they doing? And uh, unfortunately, Sinclair is not, you know, in great financial shape right now, and and something had to to go and it looks like at the, in the meantime, it's the, a full-time ring of honor.
1: Uh, just as we wrap it up here, Beno on the ROH front, uh, when you're looking at, you mentioned Shane Taylor, are there a couple of names that you're most intrigued to see where, where they land? I mean, who kind of jumps out because again, it's a very crowded field of free agents. And sadly, a lot of these free agents are not going to find full-time homes.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think our, our immediate reaction anytime someone's a free agent now is AW. And, you know, there's only so many spots on, on that roster. You know, I look at a Shane Taylor and I wonder, you know, could you reteam him up with Keith Lee, bring Keith Lee into AW that way? Right. You know, um, they, they can always do him with more tag teams in AEW. I think that would be, that would be a strong use of him. Jonathan Gresham you know clearly stands out probably the the best wrestler in in this company the wrestler you most want to see you know in, in other places maybe a more prominent spot in in new japan you know if uh, we can start getting wrestlers going over to japan again i think that would that would be a good landing spot for him uh the briscoes are big you know they've been roh lifers you know and they've you know you know due to their own actions and due to other reasons they've you know Pretty much just stayed within that wrong ring of honor bubble. But how exciting was it seeing them just do you know these odd GCW bookings and seeing them in with a fresh coat of paint in a different environment? If they turned up to AW, there you go. There's another tag team that can give you something exciting. So they feel like like the main players to me. Um, you know, maybe a bandido as well, and you know, see where he lands. But yeah, there's only. You know, limited with ROH going as well. There's only limited spots out there and limited companies out there. So, yeah, not everybody is going to is going to land on the feet. But to me, they feel like the cream of the crop.
1: What What is more likely to get Benno on an airplane to travel for pro wrestling? It is Is it a, a big AEW show or GCW booking Kevin Nash in
2: January for Detroit? <laughs> You know, I'm tempted by that just just to see Kevin Nash drinking a drinking a wine while somebody gets uh, a power bomb through a flaming table in front. of him it just sounds like a great time, doesn't that, it? That that uh, is a
1: partnership I didn't know I wanted to see until it was announced, and I I am all of a sudden that Detroit show sounds so appealing with the addition of oh, yeah. Kevin Nash doing whatever. Like he could just come out and drink wine on commentary for three hours,
2: and I think uh, people will get uh, a yeah. kick out of it. You've got to do something with him and Alex Shelley. I think paparazzi productions needs to do a, a reunion for that show. I think that's what the people want. I mean, GCW
0: so. is a land of like where anything goes. So um, in many ways it is
1: perfect. Look at this poster. Like, it's just look wonderful. at this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, do be real. Like, Hey, G- like GCW. I mean, they, they have tapped into something and, and I don't know if there's a company that has their pulse on the hardcore wrestling fan more mm. than than this company and i think over this last year to 18 months like your success stories have been like on a on a lower level like gcw and stardom that have come out of this bigger than they were before for, for different reasons but like when you can just put a poster like out like this and the re it's not just kevin nash kevin nash does tons of appearances he does tons of indies but on a gcw show it jumps out at people of wow what is that going to look like and that's Pretty much the mission statement of GCW. Hey,
2: what is that going to look like? <laughs> That's it. And I think that you know they had a, a tough pandemic, like everyone, and it felt like a lot of the the bloom was off the rose with GCW for a while. But I think you know the likes of Alex be being available again, you know, lots of you know WWE releases have allowed them to beef up kind of their own talent roster and yeah i think the thing the thing that gcw do well is they stay in the lane you know i don't think they've got any i uh, any you know ideal out there that they're going to become a tv promotion or they're going to be much bigger than they are but they are a live tour touring promotion they finds you know new places to go to and finds bigger buildings to go to and as you know these big new york shows coming in january as well and yeah they 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 operate a really you know good place in the marketplace i think is like a possibly even a number three in north america you know you could you could make that argument with their live attendance buzz and you know the attention people pay to them and yeah it's a it's a lesson for you know other promotions of a similar size i mean feels like you know we all talk more about gcw now than we do even PWG you know that's that's how how good a the job they've done um putting this together i i don't know if we'll
1: ever get the the figures um because fight pretty much keeps them pretty close to the vest but i would venture to guess yeah. that that hammerstein show is going to outdo the impact pay-per-view next month i think that's a pretty safe bet to make
0: yeah um it's uh, certainly in terms of buzz um a lot more for that one
1: Okay, so last thing here, SmackDown tonight, they're at the soon to be crypto.com arena in Los Angeles. Uh, WrestleTix noting over 9,400 tickets out, so a very strong advance for SmackDown. Uh, Brock Lesnar has been advertised. Uh, we've got the addition of Randy Orton and Riddle, for whatever reason, uh, in a triple threat match with the Usos against King Woods and Kofi Kingston, non title match between Charlotte Flair and Tony Storm, and they are promoting Naomi and Sonia Deville. And of course, this show was to feature Jeff Hardy and Happy Corbin before the news of Hardy's release. And I wonder if that is at all connected to uh, just at the last minute adding Orton and Riddle here as a make good after they're not delivering uh, one, one of the higher baby faces on the show that this that one had to do with the other.
0: Wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. You know, um, it's not like WWE needs much reason to put uh, sh- members of another brand on their show. Um, uh, I'd like to see what what excuse they do come up with, um, but you know, it's it's something for the audience. It's something to maybe take the headline attention away from a uh, missing Jeff Hardy. And, of course, we also can't forget the debut of Zia Lee tonight as well. That
1: is right. That is right. Zia Lee's debut as well tonight. And then Rampage has uh, the tape show from Wednesday on Long Island. Lucha Brothers against FTR for the tag titles. Ruby Soho, Ty Conti, and Anna Jay against Nyla Rose, The Bunny, and Penelope Ford. Adam Cole against Wheeler, Utah. And Fuego Del Sol against the man that will get in right at the end as we get ready for the year-end list, the debut of Hook. don't know. <sighs> Come on! Look, look, at, look,
2: look, at that, r- look, look at that! Look at that render right there. <laughs> Them shorts. Like, he's just, he's, he's, he's a, he's a love, I'm, I'm happy to say he's a lovely looking boy. And, um, <laughs> Tad should be very proud of his son. I think he, this is, this is the story of the weekend. This, that, that Hook is making his, uh, his wrestling debut. They have, they have sent Hook finally. And we're going to get to see, uh, what he's got to offer. I've already, uh, spoiled myself by watching a little bit of the, uh, the fan cam footage that's, uh, that's come on, t- on Twitter. I don't think it's a big spoiler to say he comes out. It's a bit, bit positive song. reviews
1: from the, the people I've heard. Yeah. From. It, it's, it sounds like, you know, had a very good accounting of himself
2: oh yeah but action Bronson though like why is that hook song and why does it fit so perfectly i love that i'm just yeah i'm hyped for it it's a, it's a stacked rampage in general but yeah if they if they were worried about viewership these last few weeks i think i think Hook's gonna be the uh, the solution there. man if they get a bump then
1: it's gonna be ratings hook is gonna be his <laughs> uh, his moniker coming out of this so there you go that's a free one for for taz and hook uh we can go to some super chats if you would like way before we sign off here
0: Yeah, we just got one right here from Jake from the Windy City, who sends a $5 super chat. Thank you very much, Jake, for that. He wants to ask us here, do you think these ROH titles will be enacted and vacated after Final Battle? Also, do you guys have a favorite ROH moment or match of all time? Let's throw it to Benno there.
2: Oh, um. Favorite match or moment of all time for ROH? It's always going to be uh, It's on my background here. Joe versus Kibashi. Um That is. Uh, I'm always. I, I, I'll. I'll never miss an opportunity to brag that I was there live at that show. Um, oh, one of the man, greatest wow. matches of, uh, of as, as you time. were. As you were. Yeah, all three think.
1: of us there for the the famous six man of Blood Generation and Do Fixer in '06, which was. Yeah. Kobashi and Joe would be my choice as well. Uh, but being there mm. for for that six man was uh, incredible. It was just. Uh, I was in awe watching that match,
0: yeah, and, and then five, see, and,
1: and then seeing them like uh, th- there was one of the members like just lining up with everyone to go to the washroom. Like shortly thereafter, like <laughs> he just has this <laughs> like unbelievable performance, and then he's like with the, with the public waiting to get to the urinal.
2: Now I'm just gutted that I did Napa with Kabashi, but you
1: know it was still a good memory. <laughs> 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 I would say uh, on the title front, I think it's really going to depend. Like there, there's no guarantee of anyone you book to go over for these titles on Saturday like four months is like, that's, that's an incredible amount of time that you just have no control over who's going to be back at best. You can hope, but you don't have no contracts. That's the game you're playing that if you're a talent and you get a contract offer elsewhere, I mean, there's not going to be any sort of loyalty to a company that is going to be doing X amount of shows a year and none of them are guaranteed. It's, it's a total risk. So I, I, I can't imagine that they're There there is not going to be any kind of consistency, and that's going to be a booking nightmare, but that's the way you're operating. And maybe they turn these tapings into self-contained, almost like eight-week chapters, and then we start on again for the next set because we don't know what talent we'll have from taping to taping. It's going to totally change the creative direction of the company.
0: Mm. you know they're gonna have to follow the model of you know other companies who aren't necessarily operating full-time but you know on a part-time basis and and what they might do with with championships i don't know if they have you know can work on many exclusives with some of these wrestlers that you know they're slated to bring back but um it's it's going to be interesting to see, but it's it's almost you know a side story here, you know, like we all know this is going to be sort of a more poetic end for for these championships, and whatever happens when it happens uh will be a completely different company
1: yeah that that's again, I think that's the draw of the show, more so than any one match or championship uh scenario. My final question, Benno, for this r o h final battle card, you will be sitting down at roughly two in the morning your time will this be tracksuit mandatory when you're (laughs) sitting down to watch
2: this momentous show I wish I had it. My mean, Mick Chris and uh, and Malta got it off me as a as a gift when I thought I was too cool to wear the Ring of Honor tracksuit anymore. I bet you that thing could fetched some money on eBay as well. But uh, I'll I'll find I'll bust out my best uh, 2003 Ring of Honor t shirt, throw that on, and yeah, give the uh, give the lads the the proper send off they uh, they deserve. Um, it will genuinely be a sad moment. It's almost like you always thought. Ring of Honor just always be around, even if it's not my Ring of Honor, even if it's not the Ring of Honor of even you know the mid uh, tens, it was still there. It was still an ever presence in wrestling. So yeah, I'm expecting it to be at a an emotional night, and I'm yeah, I'm sure there'll be uh, plenty of uh, tears in a ROH tracksuit wearing uh, fans all around the world.
1: I, I think it will be a very memorable show to to watch. Mm. It'll be a significant one regardless. Um, mm. So you can all check out Benno. The latest edition of the British Wrestling Experience is up on the site at postwrestling.com with Benno, Martin, and Andy Ogden going over all the latest UK, European news. And Benno, let everybody know
2: where they can follow you and the Grapple Spotlight. Thank you. Yeah, so you have Rest Experience out now, uh, Grapple Spotlight. We record uh, every Monday night where we cover the world of wrestling. And yeah, this Monday we will be reviewing Final Battle as well as uh, Dynamite Rampage and uh, everything else going on. Um, and later tonight over on our, our Patreon, uh, we'll be doing our, our normal weekend show. We'll be doing an even further preview of, uh, of Final Battle and uh, talking some more about the other day's news. So if you enjoyed that, get that at patreon.com slash grapple.
1: And Way and I will not. Be live tonight instead way will be with Kate from Montreal live at 11 15 p.m. Eastern time as they will be going through Friday night Smackdown and AEW Rampage so I look forward to listening way on a Friday it,
0: night, we're just going to call this the Hook Show. We'll spend all hour and a half talking about Hook, taking your phone calls about Hook, feedback about Hook, talking about Hook's future, just analyzing every second of this five second, five minute match or however long it goes tonight.
1: Yes, uh, I will be doing some tape study tonight because I am joining Braden and Davy on their Patreon in the uh, in, in the not too distant future to review. Home Alone. So that will be my homework tonight as I chat about uh, Kevin McAllister, aka the CM Punk of Christmas movies, according to Tony Khan. So there you go. That is it for us. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. And thank you very much to Benno for joining us today on a special edition of the Post Daily News Update.